I'm Kim Reynolds of Dogman.com with Chris Fetters, breaking down each position coming up to the start of spring football, which will begin April 3rd. We will break down every position, and today we will break down the special teams. And big question mark from last year, especially from the place kickers. It wasn't real consistent, but Peyton Henry, Van Soderberg. Let's start with Peyton Henry. Um, he's probably the leader going into camp. Is that a safe bet, Chris? I think that's very safe to say at this point. Um, I, you know, really, it's hard to say if there's going to be a position battle this spring, but the fact that Van Soderberg is there makes it, you know, at least somewhat interesting because you do have two two guys that um, have some experience a little bit. Soderberg is a scholarship guy, so we'll see what happens there. But Peyton Henry, sixteen to twenty-two last year uh, in his first year as a, as a guy that was kind of pressed into action as a walk-on, uh, missed one PAT. He was forty-three or forty-four. So I think the, the biggest thing for, you know, a guy like Peyton Henry in the sense that, um, you know, I think there were some times when Chris Peterson, you could tell he kind of was right there on the line. Like, should I go for a field goal here? Should I not? Are we within range? You know, who knows what we should do? And you could kind of tell there were some pained expressions from Chris Peterson sometimes and, and not really sure what to do. I think, um, you know, if, they, if, if a guy like Peyton Henry can improve his leg strength, uh, and his accuracy has, has been pretty good. Obviously, the the miss at Oregon was the, the big thing last year that really people will focus on. But I think more, you know, to be honest, Kim, I think that he did a pretty serviceable job, all things considered, um, when they were in a real pickle in terms of trying to find a, a guy for the for the for the kicking spot. I think he did a pretty good job and I think he's going to improve. But the battle will obviously be joined this summer when Tim Horn comes into town. Yeah, you've got to be able to be comfortable kicking a 35- to 40-yard field goal, and it was never there last year, Chris. It didn't feel comfortable, whether whether he felt comfortable with it or not, who knows. But again, when you're Peterson and you're right in that 40-45 to 45 range and you'd like to kick a field goal in, in, a, in a normal situation and you're having second-guess, second you're kind of second-guessing yourself, that's never a good thing. And I, and I think... Obviously, with Tim Horn coming in this summer, they want to solidify that thing. They want to give him some options. Um, and if and again, if Peyton Henry can show that his leg strength is is really ramped up a little bit, they only tried three field goals from 40 to 49. They didn't try any field goals last year from over 50 yards. So you can tell that they just weren't comfortable doing it. And and I think they'd obviously want to see if they have an option for a little bit of a longer kick and, and who knows if Peyton Henry's going to be that guy. It'd be nice if they could show in spring that he can do the job. Van Soderberg, great kid, great student. Uh, he's just seems to have been hurt quite a bit. I think this is the time for him to step up or he's going to be lost on the depth chart for good. Yeah, there's no question. And that's why I put him in the, in the position battles to watch this spring, just because, you know, when you have a guy like there, a scholarship guy that comes in and, and has a lot of promise like Van Soderberg did, but just couldn't get healthy, couldn't get couldn't get right. It's it's just something that's a little intriguing and to see whether or not he can step up, because we know that he had the leg strength when he came into camp when he was a true freshman. We know that it was there. Well, uh, I know the coaches saw it when they offered him a scholarship after the kicking camp, uh, you know, between his junior and senior year. So it's there, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's yeah. the potential is there for it to be unleashed. Can he do it this spring? This is probably going to be the last chance because once Tim Horn comes in, you have to think that they feel confident enough in him that he's going to get the job done no matter what happens. And, um, and, and that, 
you know, it's it's either going to be him or it's going to be the guy that they relied on this last year in Peyton Henry. So it almost kind of feels like this is uh, Van Soderberg's kind of last chance. It seemed like, you know, with Van, you know, it lost his confidence. He wasn't quite right physically. And then it just kind of fed on each other. And it just looked like, you know, even when he was healthy, it really got in his head. And you know, like I said, you know, it's kind of like a golf swing. You know, when you're swinging the club well, if you're kicking the ball straight, everything's great. But, boy, it doesn't take much to go south real quick. And uh, that seemed to be what happened to Van Soderberg. It was not only physical but mental, and then the mental led to the physical, and it just kind of fed on himself. And like I said, nice kid you ever want to meet, great student, you know, great representative of the university. So uh, excited to see what Van Soderberg can do this spring. Uh, uh, With the punters, Joel Whitford. Um, It was kind of interesting. I think he was hurt a little bit at the end of last year. And the thing that Coach Pete hates to talk about more than anything is injuries. But uh, Race Porter came in at times and did an admirable job. But uh, Joel Whitford can really be a weapon the way he kicks the ball. And talk a little bit about, you know, when we've seen some of the returners looking like, kind of looking like they're drunk out there trying to uh, catch his balls at times. Well, that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, he's such, he can do all the positional type uh, punts that you want. He can, you know, he can, he can go to the right side of the field. He can go to the left side. He can go cross field. He can do the rugby style. He can do the straight ahead. Um, that's why he was the primary punter last year. He had 33 punts and averaged uh, you know, a little over 41 yards a kick. Race Porter had 18 and 42 yards a kick or f- just under 42 yards a kick. So they're both very similar in that regard. And they both can do the same types of things. It's going to be interesting to see how Bob Gregory kind of does the, the, the rollout, the rugby, the straight ahead, the cross field. How do you integrate all that stuff and, and who who takes which kick? Because they can both do them. Uh, what I have always wanted to see, and I, I think I assume every Washington fan out there wants to see, when when is when is Whitford going to tuck it in the the rugby style and use his uh, Aussie rules football background to to go rumble for a few yards and and uh, and do some damage? Because he's you know he's two hundred fifteen pounds. He's, he's six a three. Kid. He's a big guy, you know, when, when is he, when is he going to take one of these things and, and, uh, go back to his roots and start, you know, taking down some people. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. What's the name of the Seahawks punter? Oh, <laughs> Why is uh, Michael Dixon. Yeah. Michael Dixon. Uh, I talked to Joel a little bit about that and him and Michael Dixon basically came from the same kicking Academy back in Australia. And, um, uh, Joel said he didn't have the right classes to get in like Michael Dixon did. So Michael Dixon got to go to Texas and Joel said, so I had to go to Santa Barbara. Not a yeah, bad gig. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I think it's a pro kick. Uh, Nathan Chapman, I th- those guys have, have are, are pretty famous nowadays, Kim, because, you know, they've produced all of those Aussie kickers like uh, Mitch, Mitch Wisnowski and, and um, all those guys at Utah that have won all the awards. And now you've seen it like a Michael Dixon. Now Joel Whitford, there's a bunch of other guys. It seems like right now, if you don't have an Australian punter on your on your college football team, you're you're missing out. You're you're not uh, you're not clued in to the uh, to the way the special teams are going nowadays. So yeah, pretty pretty popular stuff. And but again, Joel Whitford, big guy. Let's see him move a little bit. I'd like to I'd like to see him rumble and and um, and see what he can do because it, it certainly feels like he's got the potential to to have some fakes going on there. And I'm, I'm really surprised that, that they didn't try to pull out a fake or two uh, at some point last year. I want to see him run like a runaway Australian beer truck. How's that? Sure. Foster's. 
<laughs> there you go. Uh, kick return. John Ross, uh, probably the last guy that, you know, really put the fear into you. But Sean McGrew and Chico McClatcher look to be the two leading candidates to return kicks and maybe a little bit of Savan Ahmed thrown in there. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be interesting because I know Peterson has talked in the past how he doesn't necessarily like guys to be returners that immediately go into the offensive huddle. You know what I mean? So so if Savan Ahmed is your leading ball carrier, which we I think we had assume he's going to start out that way, at least for the season. I wonder how much they would use him in the kick return game. It's also the, the new rules have also been kind of weird on that, right? I mean, it's all the fair catching inside the 25 and all this. They're really trying to take the head out of that. And they're trying to take the, the collisions and stuff out of the kick return game. So it, it, it's not surprising that I mean, Washington only had 16 total kick returns last year, Kim. It's not like it was a massive part of their feature and, and what they were doing. And, and Sean McGrew had half of them. He only averaged like 16 yards a return. It wasn't like they were super, super potent or um, or impactful in that position. So who knows what's what they're going to see in there. Maybe we see a different guy in there, like a Trey Lowe, or we see uh, an, you know other guys. I mean, but again... Savon Ackman with that 4-3-2 speed, it's hard not to look at that and go, wow, that, that's a potential. If he gets in the open field, he's gone. And, and having that John Ross type of impact would be so helpful, obviously, to, the, to their return thing. But again, with the rules trying to take the returns kind of out of the game entirely, it, it's hard. I can see where it's a hard balance to, you know, if you have – uh, Ahmed that's going to be in your huddle and you want him to be a guy that's fresh and ready to go from the first down, but yet you want to use that speed to try to make a return, but how many returns is he going to make? It, it's a tough balance for sure. Okay, uh, with punt returns, Aaron Fuller has been the guy, but it just seemed like Aaron Fuller was back there to call a fair catch. Yeah, he, he averaged five and a half yards of return. He had 22 returns. Uh, he had a long return to 28, so he can get in the open field from time to time. But clearly, when you're replacing the all-time uh, touchdowns leader in terms of punt returns and Dante Pettis, you know, the the, the next guy is going to look super pedestrian by comparison, right? I mean, it's just, it's just not fair to Aaron Fuller that he's going to get compared to Dante Pettis, but that's just the way it works. Um, again, Chico McClatcher. Let's talk about Chico for a second. I think... He was a guy that that looked to be maybe an heir apparent or a guy that was going to play behind uh, Dante Pettis. And but once Pettis kind of took hold of that of that punt return thing, it was no one was going to take it away from him. But I think Chico is a legitimate option there. And I think he's one of those guys that, you know, because of what happened last year and leaving the team and now he's back. And what's the potential there? What what is he capable of doing right now? I think he's an intriguing option there, and, and hopefully both of them get some some opportunities to do some returns this spring. Just a reminder, if you're looking for those daily updates in your inbox or as well as the uh, breaking news alerts, shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com. Again, we'll get you daily updates on what's going on on University of Washington football, basketball, and recruiting. Just shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com. We'll make sure to get those out to you. Just a reminder, spring ball, April 3rd. Nobody will be covering it better than the guys from dogman.com. So for all of us here at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetters. Go dogs.